welcome to another episode of Leaving Legacy. My name is Patrick. I am your Legacy Newbie this week. With me, as always, Mr. Jerry Me. What's going on, Jerry? Not a whole lot, Pat. How you doing? Yeah, I'm, I'm doing okay. I think the uh, theme of today is not a whole lot is going on right now. <laughs> not a whole lot. <laughs> Everyone's a little uh, burnt out. Yeah, just, I, think, uh... I think, you know, we just had Louisville. We've kind of talked about that for a couple weeks. And, uh, you know, the next big Legacy GP isn't until June. And we found out that you're scum- scumbagging us and not going to be able to join us there, which is yeah, bullshit. Yeah, scumbag. <laughs> I, I, being forbidden, yes, a scumbag. <laughs> Can you I just scumbag. tell your boss that letting you run the show for a week is a bad idea? Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. So so the backstory is, unfortunately, I found out that my boss planned a vacation the exact same week as GP Vegas, uh, which kind of makes me suspicious. I'm going to give you a picture, Pat, see if you can pick him out, see if he's at GP Vegas. That's why he's not going to be at work. <laughs> But the problem of being the second in charge is when the main guy goes on vacation, I'm head honcho, so I can't just take off. (laughs) So, I mean, I guess the plan is I just have to prove to everyone that I am incompetent and unable to manage the business. And then, (laughs) you know, that way I'll be able to get to go to GB Vegas. Yes, exactly. What could go wrong, right? I I mean, I, I... feel if I use this plan, I'll have a lot of free time in my future, in fact. <laughs> but, yeah, sad to say I cannot go to GP Vegas because, you know, who knows? Maybe you might see my boss there. <laughs> well, you know, it, but that's that's right now. It could change. Uh, it could change shortly. Who knows? Yeah, like, I don't know how, but, uh, yeah, it could. I mean, you know, there could be a, a change of jobs. You know, he might all of a sudden, like, uh, not be able to go on his vacation, and then you can go, or you might just quit, you know, might be the week of, and be like, you know what, fuck it, I booked my flight, we're going. Yeah, but that's the thing, is, like, I haven't booked the flight yet, and, I mean, the housing would be probably pretty easy, I could find a floor to sleep on, uh, but the the convention floor? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, just the sidewalk. Uh, Jerry's sleeping outside the Dunkin' Donuts again. (laughs) Those are dark days. (laughs) I don't think they have Dunkin' Donuts in Las Vegas. I oh, think, I bet they do. They must. I don't know. They're hard to come by in Florida. I know listen, that. Listen, if TV has taught me anything, it's that America runs on Dunkin', and last time I checked, oh, Las yeah. Vegas is still within the United States of America. It's more like New England. And, that is you know, true. That is true. The Mid-Atlantic and, you know, maybe Ohio. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but... Sadly, I'm not going to be able to make it to GP Vegas. That unless... is... That's oh, but my, my point that I was saying is that, you know, even if I find out, like, three months down the line, flights are going to be so ridiculously expensive, I'm probably not going to go anyways just for that reason. Yeah. But well, um, that's a super bummer. bummed. That's a bummer. Uh, conversely, I am... I should be good for Vegas. I'm actually going to do a few 12-hour streams. My, my goal is to do, like, a 12-hour stream once a month. Um, so I'm going to have my first one coming up on the 12th of February. And I'm hoping to do like 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. or somewhere in that kind of window. And uh, we're going to have a tip jar going. We're going to try to raise some money for flights. Um, but really what I want people to do is just come on and, and hang out. And I just want to do an extra long stream. So we'll see if we can raise funds. Um, but if not, that's totally fine. I can still figure out a way to get out there. But I figured uh, why not uh, do an extra long stream and see if we can pay for some flights on the way there. So. Yep, and uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna be joining Pat. Uh, for every five dollars donated, I will be removing an article of clothing, and for every twenty dollars donated, I will be putting an article of clothing back on. <laughs> oh, Jerry, I just I think we're gonna reach our goal real fast. Yeah, real fast. 
<laughs> I actually did have some ideas uh, as for what they're going to be, but we'll, we'll those will be revealed in an upcoming episode. But um, what really, I really don't care if people if people want to tip the stream. I don't. That's fine. But what I really want to do is just have a fun twelve hour stream. We'll do a bunch of legacy leagues. Maybe we'll draft some. I don't know. Whatever the good, if there's a good cube going on, maybe we'll do some cube drafting and uh, just have a little bit of fun with it. So. Oh, we can do flip it or rip it live. Ooh, well, that's not a bad idea. <laughs> Jerry, you have a half a box of EMA left over, right? Yeah, I'm an ideas man. <laughs> oh, uh, boy. I did actually draft EMA this week. Oh, yeah, how'd that go? It went good. I had a bunch of friends over. I had Ian and Sean, who have been on the cast uh, before. Dan Holland, who's also been on the cast. Mike and Matt. Uh, and we, everyone came over, we drafted some EMA, and, uh, I went 0-3 in the draft. I, <laughs> I followed my 5-0 EMA draft with an 0-3 give up and watch Netflix draft. That's the beauty of drafting at your house, is you can just be like, fuck it, I'm going in the living room. <laughs> what did you draft? What, uh, archetype? Uh, I, tra- I tried to draft the blue-green threshold deck, okay. and... While that deck looks very fun, it's just not good. <laughs> yeah, I'd imagine like it's tough to get Threshold in... Because it, is it seven cards in your graveyard? Is that what Threshold is? That is what Threshold is. It's actually easier than you thought, cause the, uh, than you think, because there's a lot of graveyard fillers, like uh, Commune with the... Uh, it's Yeah, I believe it's Commune with the Gods as an EMA. It, it's one of the ones where it's like, look at the top five cards, put one of them uh, into your hand and the other four into your graveyard. Mm-hmm. Uh, then there's Dream Twist, which people thought was like part of a mill deck that just doesn't really exist, but it's really just for you to cast on yourself. It's one blue target player mills the top three of their library, and then it has flashback for a colorless and a blue. Mm-hmm. So that card by itself gives you six cards in your graveyard. Yeah. Uh, so that's a flat, uh, threshold enabler. It's just that the thresholds cards, even when you have thresholds, just don't really add up like nimble mongoose is great in legacy because of shroud and it's it's an aggressive beater that you can fill up your graveyard pretty quick but in draft it's a one one when you play it and then by the time you unlock threshold a three three isn't really that impressive and you know in draft having a one drop beater early on is great but having like a one drop three three late in the game just isn't that great once your opponent's already stabilized sure yeah um, like, Werebear's good. What you really need is, like, there's power on commons, like Roar of the Worm. Like, Roar of the Worm's one of the best uh, d- uh, cards you can get in, like, the Madness. Uh, is that the one that, like, makes a 5-5 five, five and then flashback for another 5-5? Five, five? Yeah, it's like, I think I think it's like 6 to cast. It's So it's Roar of the Worm. Let's take a look, Internet. So it's 6 and a green. Put a 6-6 green worm creature token into play. Flashback, 3 and a green. Oh, yeah. I definitely played that card when we we drafted out in um, Columbus. Yeah. So that card's great because with the Threshold Madness deck, you're just discarding cards and milling yourself left and right. Mm -hmm. So you just put that in your graveyard, and it's a 6-6 for 4, which is very good in draft. Uh, I played a match uh, where I got a, uh, like, turn 2 Roar of the Worm, because I had, like, Wild Mongrel, uh, and then, uh, like, Mana, uh, what's the, the Mana Ramp card that's in the set? The Mythic. Mana um, Crypt, Mana... Oh, um, yeah, isn't there a Mana Crypt? Or mana uh, yes, it is Mana Crypt. I'm like, it's the artifact for Zero yeah. that adds Mana, but yeah. it's 
yeah, yeah. Mana Vault, and it's not Soul Ring. <laughs> yes, Mana Crypt. <laughs> uh, so I had that, so I was able to get like a turn two Roar of the Worm. That's sick. Yeah, it was pretty pretty gross. Uh, um, but yeah, the the threshold deck just didn't really come together for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably the best deck of the night was Dan drafted a sweet Goblin Trenches deck. Oh, nice. Goblin Trenches is one red and a white for an enchantment. Pay two, sack a land, put two one one Goblin tokens into play. <laughs> uh, oh, and then like Mike got Isochron Scepter with Swords to Plowshares and uh, Suddenly Absent. <laughs> Turns out Unlimited, you cannot beat a Swords to Plowshares every turn. <laughs> it's just, is, it's that tough? is that tough to do? It's, it's pretty tough. It's pretty tough. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but uh, Eternal Masters is still eternally fun to draft, uh, even if I'm not just, like, ripping packs for value, just drafting it on its own is just so much fun. Yeah, it's I've, I've heard people, like, who get upset over it, but I think it's actually pretty pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. I think Modern Masters 1 is still probably the best draft formats of the Master sets. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's definitely, Eternal Masters is definitely way better than Eternal uh, Modern Masters 2. I didn't yeah. like Modern Masters 2 very much. Vintage Masters is actually probably the best. I've said it before on the show. Vintage Masters is the most awesome, but Sally will never be able to draft that in paper. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Womp womp. Yeah, that was my magic experience for the week. Yeah, I, uh, I did the, I streamed the community, uh, I streamed the Community Legacy League on Wednesday and went, uh, 0-4 in matches, 0-8 in games. It was just fucking atrocious jerry <laughs> yeah you were channeling me remember yeah, it was so bad <laughs> it was so bad and like i can't do the old like uh, it was just one of those nights where you feel like you're not making terrible decisions but like you're just not um i don't know you're hitting bad matchups and you're just sometimes there's just nothing you can do right sometimes you just lose um i played ant round one and just got rolled over just got a uh, steamrolled oh two by uh by tendrils and then I played death and taxes round two and went oh two first death and taxes and that's like uh, admittedly a uh, not an easy matchup for the blue red delver deck I played uh burn in round three and those were actually two really close games but burn is just sort of like a half a turn to a turn faster than blue red delver and being on the draw game one just sort of put me in a bad position to start off with. Um, and then round four, I played against our friend Adam from uh, from Maine. I believe that's who it is. I believe he goes by a bomb diggity. And he played. Uh, he was playing Tess, and he went two zero versus me. And I just got steamrolled by a bunch of gobbles. Um, <laughs> it was it was so rough. It was it was just a bad day. It was a bad day. Sounds like you should just be better. <laughs> I mean, absolutely, yeah. I, mean, uh, I, I actually ended up playing a, a league that I streamed on Friday and went 3-2 in the league. Um, opened absolute horseshit in our in our uh, treasure chest. Um, but uh, but that was a good league. But one thing I did notice that I wanted to just kind of bring up real quick, we don't have to kind of go too much into it, but um, the uh, metagame on Magic Online has shifted quite a bit. Um, from what it was like even um, like two months ago, a month ago, um, because all I saw, I played five rounds of Legacy, I saw zero Miracles decks, I saw all like Sultai, and I saw Sultai Delver, 
you know, like the the bug deck. I saw Charlotte's bug. I saw Grixis Delver, and I played against uh, a copy of uh, Pox, like Cont- Contagion Pox. So we can just kind of eliminate that one. Um, but like <laughs> just playing against a lot of three color decks, man, I was really surprised. Um, because Charlotte's bug hasn't been a huge deck on Magic Online lately. Um, it's been sort of overrun by Miracles and Eldrazi, and Miracles is still far, uh, far you know far and away the most popular deck but coming in uh, i shouldn't say far and away it's it's certainly the most popular deck right now but they're they're in almost a, tied according to the stats yeah miracles coming in a at, very close second is salt is uh salty devil bug delver yeah like miracles at 13 percent salty or bug delver damn you magic uh mtg goldfish i know change it to what's right you know, know. it's bug delver <laughs> <laughs> but uh miracles at 13 percent and bug delver at uh 12 percent yeah crazy I, right I could definitely echo that. I played in the uh, the like legacy. I forget what it's called, but the big uh, once a month legacy tournament that the Magic Online challenge. has. Yeah, the challenge. Uh, I played in that, and I played against four True Name Nemesis decks in six rounds. Wow! Now is this like the the Delver deck that um, has been popular with, uh, made popular by Reed Duke with running like yeah. Leobold and uh, Leobold, Deathrite Shaman, Noble Hierarch. Yep. Yeah. So, well, so I shouldn't even say six rounds. It was five rounds because I just timed out. <laughs> so, uh, like, I won round one. I don't even remember what it was. And then the next four matches were True Name Nemesis decks, no, and no. I I won one of them, but I lost the other three. So my record was two three. So I'm like, all right, fuck it. I should go like do stuff be a responsible person and i come back to my computer and i have a message from lawrence <laughs> and it's just like hey are you g me third on magic online and i'm like yeah he's <laughs> like your match started a while ago oh Thanks no for the win <laughs> so I'm like oh, if i had known i was playing against lawrence in the next round i would have played just for funsies but uh yeah <laughs> I just <laughs> did the scumbag and just didn't show up for my match with him. <laughs> Sorry, Lawrence. <laughs> and he amazing. was streaming it, too. <laughs> oh, no. So he's just, like, sitting there waiting for his opponent. Uh, I'm such a dick. <laughs> what were you playing in the league again? Uh, I was playing uh, Punishing Thing in the Ice, but I actually switched out the Thing in the Ices for Young Pyromancers. Okay. Uh, because I wanted to see how it would be with a quicker clock against the combo decks, mm-hmm. uh, which in theory worked out well. It's just I wasn't expecting to run into so many True Name Nemesis decks. And the only answer the deck has to True Name Nemesis is the three engineered explosives I have in the paper list. Mm-hmm. But Engineered Explosives is a million dollars on Magic Online, so I didn't have any. So I straight up had zero answers to True Name Nemesis other than Counter Magic. That is rough. So so it was basically, and it's a control deck, so it's hard for me to race. I mean, I did race uh, one match. The one match I won against the True Name Nemesis uh, bug list was because I raced it, but it's not a, you know, bright outlook. Mm Mm-hmm. So that's my experience. I'm definitely going to be shelving Thing in the Ice online until until uh, engineered explosives come down in price a bit. Yeah, I I definitely have one you can borrow, but I don't. I do not have more than one. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. Like one's nice, but I need you need it needs three. Like yeah. with as popular as True Name Nemesis is, it just needs an answer for the card. And yeah. Rug does not have very many answers for True Name. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, no real sacrifice effects, no minus one, minus one effects. You really need to dip into, like, white and black in order to uh, get those sweeper options. Yeah. A little rough. Say la vie. Say la vie. Yeah. What are you going to do? 
Um, but yeah, so it's certainly interesting. I think uh, we'll see Blood Moon become a little bit more of a played card in sideboards against some of those decks. Um, but yes, we've seen Sultai come up. Uh, Grixis has come, kind of come back. Uh, Charlotte's Bug has come back. Uh, Black Red Reanimator is making um, an impact on the uh, on the online metagame. Um, Sneak It Show is coming back, which is also pretty great to see. Hell um, yeah. I'm what, actually what? surprised Four Color Loam is the third most popular deck online. Yeah, I think that's really strange. Um, I guess that's the only real Chalice deck that's in this in this um, top 12. So Yeah, now that uh, Eldrazi's been pushed out. Yeah, I mean, Eldrazi's definitely become, been pushed out, and I'm really curious as to why that is. It's not a good deck. Well, I don't. I don't think that's not a good deck. I think that it's just. I'm being mean. I'm yeah, being no. Mean. I, well, I mean, I'm not. I don't. I don't take it personally. You know, it's. It, it is what it is. But I don't think that's necessarily not a good deck. I just don't know. Um, what is pushing it out of the format? I, mean, I think people have probably learned to play against it. Um, and there's probably, but I don't think there's any like, a, like answers that have come. I think it's just people have learned how to play against the deck. You know. Yeah, I mean, I think. Eldrazi's gonna have about as much exposure to the meta as like other mud decks, mm-hmm. um, you know, colorless uh, decks that don't really have great, uh, you know, ways to fix their draws. Yep. So, like, the reason why it was, we were seeing so many numbers is it was the new deck and everyone was playing it. And it just, you know, if you take a hundred shots at the target, you're gonna get a bullseye at least a couple times. Sure, yeah. Uh, now that the deck's not as popular, people aren't playing it as often. Um, you know, kind of the results are are telling that, you know, when you don't take as many shots, you're not going to post those same results, and it just kind of becomes a self fulfilling prophecy. People don't see it placing, so they don't really want to try it out. So they'll they'll try out other decks. You're just old news, Pat. I guess just so. Old news. Fuck me, right? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the legacy top eight meta. It's fickle. It's fickle. Oh, it's okay. That's fine. I think you know. I think it's uh, it'll still be around. It's still a deck that I would definitely bring to uh, any shop around here. Yeah, um, yeah. And it's, it's, still, it's definitely competitive. Yeah, and it's still fun to play. But in all honesty, like I haven't really picked up Eldrazi in quite a f- in probably like two months actually. I've really mm-hmm. been just playing a lot of Blue Red Delver because I just I just love playing that deck, man. It's so much fun. Yeah, it's... for me at least. I mean, Brainstorm is pretty cool. Brainstorm is super fun. <laughs> uh, speaking of Brainstorm, um, one of the decks that really has kind of caught my eye um, uh, lately has been the Reduke, um, uh, kind of the Leofold deck that he was running at uh, GP Louisville that he, went, that he took down with. Um, yep. So I'm actually kind of in the... Uh, I, I, do I want to be in the market for picking up some Noble Hierarchs and a Tarmogoyf? I don't know if this is a good time to get him or not. Um, I would wait on the Tarmogoyf because yeah. there's a chance it'll be in Modern Masters. Do you think Noble Hierarchs possible for, as well? I think Noble Hierarch. When was Noble Hierarchs last printing? Let's take um, a look. Yeah, I'm not sure. So but it was even, in Modern even Leovolds. Ma- even fucking non-foil copies of Leovolds are forty eight dollars. I still need to get some copies. Holy shit. So um, Noble Hierarch was last in Modern Masters 2015. Yeah. Uh, I put it at like a fifty fifty chance. I yeah. mean, it wasn't in last year's, but it was sort of recently reprinted. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a tough call. Yeah. There's a lot of cards, actually, in this list that I don't own, so I probably won't be putting it together anytime soon, but the two Leovolds, the four Noble Hierarchs, the Tarmogoyf, and the uh, three Jaces are all cards that I don't, like, just have in my in my collection currently. What about the Dual Lands? Uh, I have two UCs. I have a Trop. I don't have a Bayou, but those aren't, like, super expensive. Um, mm-hmm. Um, you know, I could probably put most of the card deck the card together, but um, yeah, I mean, I could also put it together for you sometime if you want to run it. Yeah, it seems like it'd be a fun a fun deck to run. I mean, Leovold seems like just such a neat a neat card, you know. Yeah, I'm really interested to see how it's going to do now that Fatal Push is in the format. Yeah. I don't think 
had quite enough time. Uh, speaking of, did you see uh, some foil fatal pushes were going for sixty dollars? Oh my god, it's a fucking uncommon. You yeah, fucking I mean noobs, I see, man. I see, <laughs> I see it being like a twenty dollar uncommon long term, yeah. and like a ten dollar uncommon short term. Short term being within like the next you know one to three years. I mean, certainly, um, like what hurts it is the fact that it's the second set in the block, so that doesn't that doesn't help because it's just going to be drafted. Um, not nearly as long as like the first set is. Um, I, I feel a good comparison is uh, Spell Pierce from Rise of the Eldrazi. Mm-hmm. It it kind of ticks all the same boxes. You know, it's a one mana legacy play. Well, multi- eternal format in general playable. Uh, you know, quality card. Mm-hmm. Uh, and foil spell pierces are like twenty twenty five dollars. Yeah, uh, kind of where I see uh, Fatal Push settling Fatal. in price. Fatal Push could certainly be a card that gets reprinted in Modern Masters 2017 as well, though, because it's just a good like one mana removal spell. I but I feel it's too soon. Like I like. Well, I don't think so because remember, Modern Masters is first and foremost trying to be a good draft format, so they're going to need removal spells. And how many times are you going to print Lightning Bolt? You know. Yeah, but they also don't want to like exhaust the pool that quickly. Like, I keep in mind they have to be pumping these out every year from now on. Yeah, I suppose, but like, I don't think that exhausting the pool is printing a, an uncommon. You know yeah, I mean, it's, it's not like they're printing or printing a rare. I, I I see your points. I'm just saying, like, I'd be pretty surprised if it showed up in Modern Masters. All right, I hear a wager coming along. Yeah, I, I was just gonna say. <laughs> <laughs> what are we betting, Pat? What are we betting? Uh, I think the loser has to buy the winner um, uh, Modern Masters draft. Uh, <laughs> All right. So if Fatal Push is in Modern Masters 2017... you got to buy I, me a draft set, my friend. I buy you a draft, and if it's not, you buy me a draft. Yeah, that sounds good. All right, I like I that. I don't even feel confident about that bet, but it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I need payback from the last one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so um, I think that's a pretty neat deck. I, I'm I'm excited to see it doing well. I am surprised at how fucking expensive um, True Name Nemesis is on Magic Online. 41 yeah. ticks is crazy. I have one that I'm considering selling, but then I'm realizing it's like, that's not, like 41 ticks isn't really going to get me very much. Like, I want to put together Sneak and Show online, but that deck is ridiculously expensive if you don't already have some of the main pieces. Yeah, it's 821 ticks online. Um, some of these uh, pieces, I mean, well, I'm looking at, let's see, the tombs are I'm, cheap. Depending on the version you're playing... Wait, did you say in tomb? No, the the uh, ancient tombs. Oh, ancient tomb. Yeah. Um, yeah, depending on the version, like, I I see a version here for over 1,000 ticks. Oh, wow, yeah. Uh, I mean, the, the real cost is in the Grizzle Brands. Yeah, um, a playset of Grizzle Brands is $135. Yeah. Uh, playset, this is this shows you how important Conspiracy is to Legacy. Um, conspiracy was printed in paper. Show and tells are $15. Yep. Conspiracy did not come out on Magic Online, and show and tells are $60. Yep, 54 ticks I'm looking at right now. That's crazy. That is, yeah, that is the number one argument anytime anyone says that, like, conspiracy sets and those those types of sets don't help out the legacy community. Yeah. That, it's just blatantly wrong. I mean, it's nice that they're putting them in, in uh, treasure chests, but, like, the it's frequency not- of them getting released is so, is so infrequent that it kind of hurts us. Yeah, it basically just keeps the price level rather than increasing. Mm-hmm. That's a that's a great yeah, that's a great way of putting it. 
Yeah, so basically, in order to build the deck, I would need a pony up for the, you know, $215 for the Show and Tells, $135 for the Grizzle Brands, another $35 for the Emmercools, uh, another $44 just for the two City of Traders. Yeah, that's crazy. Uh, so I'm still a couple hundred dollars away from putting this deck together yeah. online. Well, for it what is, it's worth, I'm, I'm happy to loan you the cities and stuff like that. I have the cities, I have the tombs. Um, let's see, any of these other cards I have. A lot of these cards I'm using recurrently, but the cities and tombs I'm not using right now. So yeah, anything I can loan you, I'm happy to help you out. But yeah, it's still it's still quite a bit to put together that deck. Yeah, big push is the Grizzle Brands and Show and Tells. Yeah, I think Grizzle Brand. There's a chance to see that reprinted soon too. Yeah, I actually I'm I'm thinking Grizzle Brand is going to be in Modern Masters 2017. Yeah, because they could play like uh, what is it like Sickening Shoal? Is that the one that or Disrupting Shoal? That deck plays like Grizzle Brand. <laughs> you think they're going to put Grizzle Shoal like the modern well, deck? Well, no, in? but I think <laughs> what I mean is like I, I mean I, I I I see that happening. No, like, what I mean is like it would be a sick and twisted joke on Wizards' part. <laughs> but. <laughs> but what I mean is like the pieces to play. Like I don't follow modern. I don't follow modern at all. But you can clearly cast Grizzle Brand in modern, so um, the pieces are there to put in a in a draft set. So maybe they'll put some of the pieces in there. Yeah, I mean, they usually always have, like, a, a cheetah fatty into play strategy, whether it's reanimate or, like, sneak attack style. Yeah. Or, there's usually a way to, you know, get big big dumb fatties in play. Yep. Absolutely. But uh, speaking of sneak and show, I sleeved that bad boy back up. Oh, you, you went back to bay. Back to bay. You know, I, <laughs> I said, I'm sorry, boo. I was wrong to leave you. Please take me back. And uh, it worked. Uh, Mama Emmercool wrapped me in her warm embrace. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it felt real good sleeving it back up. Uh, I haven't had a chance to take it to a tournament, but I think I'm going to head to uh, Pandemonium on Thursday. They have a Thursday night uh, legacy, and it's actually not too far from my work, so I can just go straight from work there. Nice. Uh, but the spice I'm trying out is in the sideboard. I have four Goblin Rabble ra- uh, Masters and a Vendillion Click. Ooh, all right. So tell me how you play Goblin Rabble Masters in that deck. Uh, you play them on turn one with a City <laughs> of Traders and a Lotus Petal. <laughs> okay. And you start beating face with goblins. So the whole idea is... Um, this kind of playstyle originated with the omniscience decks uh, mm. back when Dig Through Time was big. Was um, you know all they would play against these decks that would board out all of their removal because most removal is useless against Emrakul or you know next to useless against the Grizzlebrand, seeing as how they can draw fourteen cards in response. Um, so most decks board out all of their removal, like lightning bolts and definitely lightning bolts and just source to plowshares, abrupt uh, decays. Uh, just because there isn't really any targets for them. So the Omniscience players realized, oh, well, in that case, I'm going to board in Young Pyromancers as my secondary win condition. Mm -hmm. They don't have any removal. Young Pyromancer just sits in play and starts pumping out tokens that buy you time or, in turn, can just turn around and win you the game on the spot. Yeah, totally. Uh, And I was kind of thinking it's like oh maybe i can try this with a uh, thing in the ice see if thing in the ice works you know in case, <laughs> in case you didn't know i, I kind of have a thing for that card <laughs> thing for thing <laughs> uh, and then i realized you know that's probably not really the best idea <laughs> but uh someone at the gp just a random passerby i was just kind of chatting with mentions like oh have you tried goblin rabble master and as soon as he said that like that clicked you know yeah 
the three drop, the like two colorless and a colored spell is like the perfect sweet spot for the sneak and show deck. Because those are the cards that you can get those opening hands of like Ancient Tomb, Lotus Petal, and that card. Mm-hmm. And even if you don't have the Lotus Petal, if you just have like Ancient Tomb, uh, uh, Colored Source, and then Goblin Rabble Master, that's still a turn uh, turn two Goblin Rabble Master, which is still very good, especially when your opponent doesn't have any removal to deal with it. Yep. And you just end up making an army of goblins. Um, so that's kind of try out a little bit more of an aggressive game plan as a way to, uh, you know, answer decks that can really shut down the combo really well. Nice. Um, the only problem I'm thinking about is I don't have no idea how to sideboard against death and taxes now mm-hmm. because <laughs> I want to bring in my goblin rabble masters cause death and taxes shuts down the combo just in impeccably well just in like no hope whatsoever abandon faith ye who enter you're not, <laughs> you know getting combo off is real hard so like oh this is like the perfect situation where i want to bring the goblin ma- uh, rabble masters in however it's also the perfect situation that i want to bring in all my board wipes like <laughs> the goslicks return right which right don't really play well with goblin rabble no Master. no that's not where you want to be not where you want to be God, Kozlik's return should have been a one-sided graph. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that'd be so so good. Uh, so yeah, it's gonna be interesting. I, I think I'm just gonna have to try it out a couple times, and uh, probably the answer I'm gonna come up with is it doesn't matter. It's still a 95 five percent matchup uh, <laughs> match. Yeah, I'm just not winning it. <laughs> um, yeah, it's. It, it, I mean, yeah, it's it's death and taxes. That's that's your nemesis, but it is what it is. It is what it is. At least I'll crush all the decks that were giving me trouble uh, with Thing in the Ice. (laughs) So So are you off that deck for the time being? Yeah, I mean, I still have it together online, um, but I don't really play Magic Online all that often. Mm -hmm. Uh, Usually I'm just playing other stuff if I'm on my computer, but I, uh, I, I can, you know, go take that for a go. Yeah. I still have this uh, stupid uh, Necrotic Ooze reanimator list that I need to try out. I bought all the pieces for it, and then I just never got a chance to play it. Triskelion, <laughs> Necrotic Ooze, and uh, what's the third combo piece? And I don't even remember what the combo is. That's how long it's been. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm checking it now. <laughs> Are you opening the package? <laughs> it- just, oh, Phyrexian Devourer. Uh, how could I forget you, Phyrexian Devourer? I'm sorry. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I need, I need to play that reanimator list. So I got I got some stuff to keep me busy. Well, that's always good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> any 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 desire to try something new, Pat? Um. Well, I, like I said, I, that that Leopold deck looks really sweet. I just don't have the pieces to put it together. Um. I I don't know, man. I'm really enjoying playing Blue Red Delver right now. Just kind of tweaking the sideboard, and um, it's such an explosive deck to play. It's really fun. Um, but uh, I was watching uh, Das Beach, one of our buddies from Team Tusk. He was on uh, he was uh, streaming today earlier. He he started playing some Ten Fins. It got me kind of thinking about Ten Fins again, to be honest with you. Oh, so you can build it, never play it. <laughs> yep, exactly. Exactly. Uh, I t- actually, I told him that. I was like, I've played zero games of Tin Fins, but at one point I did own the deck for about two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. That's like uh, my friend Mike, uh, who drafted with us. <clears throat> uh, he has had, uh, I believe it's six play sets of Force of Will. 
<laughs> and he is a mono red burn player through and through. <laughs> <laughs> he just keeps buying force wheels and then selling them and then buying them again and then selling them. Oh, <laughs> well, you know, to each their own. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> Um, all right, well, uh, let's see. What else can we talk about this week, Jerry? There really just hasn't been much going on lately, I feel like. I feel like the uh, the inauguration has kind of wiped everyone out here. Yeah, I don't really want to talk politics, but yeah. Oh, no, 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 no. We're not <laughs> absolutely not talking politics. I'm just saying. I no, just I'm just saying, like, like I'm, just, uh, I'm just hedging that because, yeah, I'm just pretty exhausted with the, the state of just life. <laughs> yeah, it's, <laughs> there's stuff going on. There's stuff going on. I am uh, right now listing some of my EMA cards so that I can start moving some of the uh, the mythics and rares that I opened up. Yeah. Yeah, nothing too exciting. Chromox, Foil Mystical Tutor, Anime Dead, Chain Lightning. Nothing crazy, but I'm going to put it together a spreadsheet and try to move some of them before the GP. Yeah, my, uh, my three big pulls from the uh, box was I got the uh, Mana Crypt... Uh, I got a Caracas, that was my other mythic, which I was really disappointed. Well, I mean, it's good for people who don't have them, <laughs> but I remember the days when it was like a $100, $120 card. Uh, Caracas is down to like 30 bucks. Is it really? <laughs> I mean, that's nice, but that's probably not where you want to be. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 nice until you open it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um... So, oh, and then my other cool pull was I opened a foil mystical tutor. Oh yeah, I have one of those too. Oh, those, fine. Those are only like, yeah, yeah, I have a foil and a non-foil actually. Ooh. Yeah, they're only like eighteen bucks though. They're not like crazy expensive, but yeah, they look really cool though. Oh yeah, totally. Um, and I think it's the first foil printing mystical tutor has ever had. Oh really? That must be an EDH staple, right? Yeah, it's not I mean, a staple like an EDH card. It used to be a legacy staple until it got banned. Oh, it's banned. Uh, it, it was banned right around the same time I first started playing, so I never got to see its true power. But, uh, yeah, when Mystical Tutor was unbanned, like, Reanimator was the most disgustingly broken deck in the format. <laughs> Does that card just fit into Miracles automatically, then? Because uh, you can just Miracle your Terminus. Like, if you have two Terminus and you have two Mystical Tutor, you basically have four Terminus in your deck. I don't think so, because Miracles already has access to Personal Tutor. Uh, which kind of has the same effect of uh, putting a, a uh, Miracles card right on top of your library. So mm-hmm. Personal two, one blue, Sorcery. Search your library for a Sorcery card, reveal that card, shuffle your library, then put that card on top of it. So you can grab and treat the Angels or Terminus with that. Mm-hmm. And, and Miracles players, when Miracles first came out, tried it and just realized it was bad. Yeah. So... The fact that Mystical Tutor is an instant might be able to, you know, put it over and just make it worth playing, but I, I don't know if it slots immediately into Miracles. Hmm. Okay. So, yeah. I mean, but, I mean, the real reason with Mystical Tutor making Reanimator so great is Mystical Tutor is an instant, which makes it better than the Sorcery Speed Personal Tutor, but Mystical Tutor also finds instants. So. Right. Mystical Tutor basically doubled the uh, reanimator decks in tombs, reanimates, exhumes. It was oh, basically sure, yeah. so it was just it just made the deck ridiculously consistent. Like having like ninety percent of the time you were going off on turn two, uh, just because you have so much ability to put the combo together. Mm-hmm. But I'd like to see it come back just one time, Wizards, please. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> Why not? Why not indeed? 
Uh, oh, I was actually really, uh, I liked that our debate about the banning of uh, Brainstorm sparked a lot of interest with uh, people. John, John Orr wrote a book on the Facebook page. Oh my gosh, yeah. It was very well written, though. I really appreciated <laughs> it that. Points. Uh, but yeah, it was it was good to see. <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, he seemed very passionate about it. He very yeah, a lot of people were very passionate. It sparked a debate on both sides. I know Josh Hand was uh championing championing the come on guys, just ban it. Yeah, uh, which I can understand. He, he's from he's from Team Tusk, man. They can't help it. They, they can't. Help it. They <laughs> I mean, I respect it. He he put together some good points on it. But uh, yeah, for anyone listening who isn't on the Facebook group, uh, check it out just because. You know, me and Pat, we're boring, but all the all the people on that group, they're they're pretty cool. Yeah, oh, totally, totally. They should actually be on this podcast. We should retire. Yeah. We're, 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 this is the final episode. <laughs> Surprise! Yeah, surprise! Glitter bomb. <laughs> glitter bomb! Speaking of, I did get a glitter bomb in the mail today. Shut, wait, what? Not even joking. Yep. From who? Uh college buddy down in New York. Oh, okay. Uh uh he asked for my address uh to like send me send me something and i jokingly said like oh you're not sending me a glitter bomb are you <laughs> he's like how i am <laughs> and he fucking did and i forgot about it because it was like a week ago and i'm like i didn't order a package from posters R us and i open it and it was like a uh it was like a uh, playmat tube you know oh, yeah. it was like playmat tubes yeah it was that spring loaded with like a shotgun blast of glitter poured in it, <laughs> and it like releases the spring and just boom, just sends a cloud of glitter into the room. So you can order a you can order a glitter bomb to be sent to somebody. E ninety nine. How much? Seventeen dollars and ninety nine cents. Oh man, that sounds awesome. <laughs> yeah, if you have a personal enemy that uh, you want to ruin their afternoon, uh, send them a glitter bomb. <laughs> <laughs> writing a revenge manifesto uh we're we're having a weekend away where we a bunch of us all rented a cabin up in the woods so uh i have about three pages of revenge pranks already that i'm planning <laughs> uh, uh yeah yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna buy uh like probably six or seven cheapo alarm clocks off amazon and i'm all gonna set them to the same time roughly 4 30 in the morning <laughs> And hide them throughout his room. That's <laughs> uh, I think it'd be better if you did them like every every ten minutes or so. Ooh, that's what I'm debating. Is it better to set them off all at the same time and hide them? Yes. Like so, it's like he goes has to go on a scavenger hunt, or is oh maybe I should just do both. I'll take half of them and hide them, and I'll set them off at the same time, and the other half to go off at varying times. I think that sounds amazing. <laughs> Uh, plan B is I'm going to duct tape a harmonica to the grill of his car. <laughs> uh, I think uh, day two of the trip, I'm going to fill the shower heads with Kool-Aid mix. <laughs> so when he turns them on, he gets covered in red sticky goo. <laughs> Nothing like a Kool-Aid mix shower in the morning. <laughs> Sick bastard. Uh, uh, yeah, so I, I got I got plans. I have plans. <laughs> I like it. I like it a lot. <laughs> Don't fuck with me, people. <laughs> uh, all right, so let's see. Is there anything else we want to talk about before we... I mean, we're kind of running short tonight, but I think that's probably okay. Not a ton to talk about. I don't want to fill the episode up with a lot of filler. 
I know. I don't want to have a sh- like a shitty filler episode, but I also feel bad for all the people who rely on us to it's, get the, through their day. It's <laughs> true. People do. I I guess they do like the show, but still, like I want them to hear good stuff. Yeah. So know know that people, we we love you dearly, but yeah. we we're, we just because we love you. That's yeah. what. That's yeah. What um, all right, well, Jerry, before we get out of here, who do you want to scoop in the top eight this week? Uh, I'm going to scoop in Amazon for providing all of the essentials I need for my, my pages of pranks. So thank you, Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to dream crush uh, the post office uh, man who delivered my, nice. my mail. I'm going to dream crush the mail a glitter bomb company for existing. Uh, and I'm going to double de- dream crush my college buddy for sending it to me in the first place. <laughs> <laughs> I want to, I'm going to, you know what? I'm going to scoop, I'm going to scoop you in a top eight for telling me that such, such a thing as a glitter bomb exists. That's quite amazing. Yeah. Oh man. It's like ruin someone's day.com. Like that's <laughs> actual website. Did it come into your office? Did he send it to your office? Or did he send it to your home? He sent it to my home. Thank God. Oh man. The but office would have been I, so much better. Like I got my mail and I like so I go into my room, I put my mail on my dresser, and then I'll like lie on my bed and go through all my mail. So I'm lying in bed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, fuck, I literally just washed these sheets last night. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> Wash them again. <laughs> that's amazing. Uh but yeah. That that's actually that's 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 a day. <laughs> that's, that's fucking brutal. <laughs> That is brutal. Um, all right, well, I'm going to scoop you in because learning about that makes me happy. Because there are bombs. That's, that's pretty amazing. I'm pretty sure I have a few friends I'd love to send one of those to. Uh, I'm going to scoop in Josh Hand for being the uh, like the one person on the page who I feel like is really like needs to thinks that bra- brainstorming needs to be banned. I appreciate that he's holding the line there. Um, I'm sure, he, uh, he's speaking for a lot of people. I think in the legacy format, to be honest with you. Um, and I th- I can see exactly where he's coming from. Absolutely. I don't know if it's the right move to make, but I would be willing to play the format for you know four or five months, six months without brainstorm. What's the worst going to happen? Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah, I was about to make a political joke, and then I just I just I held don't, back. That. Don't do it. <laughs> don't back. do it. <laughs> oh man, oh, it's been it's been brutal. See Jamie Keller for your political jokes. He's oh pretty- yeah, Jay- and uh, also like just turn off his retweets. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna scoop in Jamie for being my Twitter guru. <laughs> yeah, just turn off his retweets because that man tweets more than anyone I've ever met in my life. Yeah. And a lot of it is retweeting, and it's it's just a little much. It can be a little much sometimes. <laughs> but he has quality content. Oh, yeah, absolutely, yeah. He's he's a very he's a conscientious man. I appreciate what he does. Hell yeah! So scoop into Jamie. Absolutely. And um, all right. Well, before you get out of here, you have on a uh, roll a die. Let's roll a die. Let's see. You got the list. I got the list, man. I'm feeling the green die today. Okay. Lucky green. <laughs> <laughs> Aren't you colorblind? <laughs> Green also isn't a number. <laughs> no, I know that, but aren't you colorblind? That's more alarming. Uh, who knows? It could be a red dye. I just know it's not the clear dye. Oh, <laughs> uh, we got twelve. All right. Uh, let's see. One, two, uh, five magics. Megadeth. All right. All right. Cool. I can take a sound on some Megadeth. One. That's a metal last week. Got a little metal this week. Gonna play us out with something sweet, Pat? Yeah, we'll play a little Megadeth for you, buddy. 